We just stepped on their face with a hobnailed boot and broke their nose. One, two, three. Bullshit. Welcome to the Title Run Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Bethay. I'm coming to you today from the Arkham Asylum Studios to talk to you about some Braves baseball. The Braves just played game 30 against the New York Yankees on Wednesday, and this was being recorded on Thursday at the exact midpoint of their 60-game season. So if you're new to the podcast, please make sure to follow us on social media, Twitter, or Facebook, and you can email us, titlerunsports at gmail.com. So let's go ahead and get right into it. The Braves currently sit at 18-12. and 12. That is in exactly doubling their win and loss totals from the first quarter of the season when they were 9-6 and six through 15 games. So they currently sit with the 8th best record in baseball overall, tied for 2nd in the National League overall with the Chicago Cubs. But the Braves actually have a plus-minus of plus 27, whereas the Cubs have a plus-minus of plus 3, which is generally a pretty good indicator of the quality of the team. So the Braves overall have the second best plus minus in the National League behind the Los Angeles Dodgers, who are lapping the rest of the National League in pretty much every statistical category. So we're going to take a look at the Braves unit by unit, starting with the overall lineup. So uh, their offensive ranks currently are 7th in OPS. They've moved up to 6th in batting average, uh, pulling their batting average from the 230s at the quarter point of the season up up to 259. And they're essentially a top 10 offense in most categories, 9th in runs, 10th in runs per game, 9th in hits, and in weighted runs created plus, which is one of those fan graph metrics that everybody likes to use, they're 10th. So the Braves essentially grade out to about a top 9 or 10 offense. And what's interesting is that with their three silver sluggers from last year having ice cold starts, Freddie was hitting at 200 at the quarter point of the season, Acuna was hitting 214, and Ozzy Albies has been hurt for the last two weeks and is just batting 159. Now, Freddie is heated up. He's, you know, tearing the cover off the ball, batting 304. His OPS is up near 1,000, which is fantastic. And Acuna has been hurt. He just got back, and he's seeming to heat up. But for the most part, the Braves have had a top 9 or 10 offense with a lot of the damage being done by people like Dansby Swanson and Marcelo Zuna. And those guys picking up the slack, Travis Darno and even Tyler Flowers picking up the slack for an offense that should be driven by their three all-stars and silver sluggers. And it really goes back to what we said in the preseason about the Braves' strength, its depth. So you've got Nick Markakis who came back, and he's hitting 359, second on the team in doubles already after having only played 10 games. Tyler Flowers in the platoon role, which he's best suited for, is hitting 330. Darno's hitting 324. And that tandem is giving you as much production as any catcher rotation in all baseball. Duvall's been good. He's got his power back, even though his average isn't great. He's giving you RBIs and getting base knocks and timely home runs. And Marcel Zuna, who is our big free agent acquisition, is leading the team in home runs, RBIs, and total bases. And he's second in walks. And that's really the big piece is that Azuna is essentially giving you exactly what you lost when Josh Donaldson went to the Twins. Power in the lineup protection for Freddie Freeman. Ozuna has hit the high end of what your expectations reasonably could have been for him on offense, and he hasn't absolutely killed you in the outfield. When you look at the lineup, the two clear gaping holes are production at second base and production at third base. Nelson Riley's been hitting a lot better the last week or so. He had a little modest five-game hitting streak. He's striking out less, still striking out a lot, but he's still third on the team in strikeouts. But the problem has been that Ozzy wasn't hitting at second base before he got hurt, 
And now Johan Camargo has gone over there, and he's second on the team in strikeouts. And he is just not hitting at all. And that's with him getting a chance for the last two weeks to basically be the everyday starter at second base and get those at-bats. And he's giving you nothing at the plate. So you have gaping holes at second and third in your lineup. But you're getting a really good production virtually everywhere else. So if Ozzy comes back and hits it even 80% of what he's capable of, you go from having maybe a top 10 lineup to maybe having a top 5 lineup. And the Braves haven't been perfect on offense. They're still third in strikeouts in the major leagues, second in strikeout rate. They're 22nd in walks. They're not drawing a lot of walks anymore. They were much higher earlier in the season than the top 10. And, but what they do so well is timely hits, especially late in the games. When you watch a Braves game right now, you know that if it's basically 5-3 or 4-2 with, by the seventh inning, we're probably going to win the game. Last year, if we were behind by two runs late in the game, you pretty much expected the bullpen to go ahead and give up at least two more, and the Braves have to try to make a rally of four runs in the last two innings to come back. Now, when the Braves are trailing in a game, and it's only one or two runs, meaning you know the starters didn't have a complete meltdown, which has happened a lot, but if the Braves are in a game where they're only trailing by one or two runs in the sixth, seventh, or eighth inning, you just feel so confident that the bullpen is going to hold the score where it is the Braves are going to get a couple runners on base, and then one of them is going to run into a fastball and put put them up, and that the bullpen can then come in and hold down the lead. And we've seen that formula so many times where if they just get average starting pitching, like three or four innings that keeps them in the game, they'll find a way to pull it out late. And I don't know how to really quantify that statistically, that the Braves are a team that hits so well late in innings and they destroy other teams' bullpens. And I think that's a formula that can be successful in the playoffs if you get good enough starting pitching. So the overall story of the Braves' offense for half the season has been a really good start of the season from Marcelo Zuna and better-than-expected play on offense from the catcher position. And that's really kind of overshadowed the slow start by Freddie Freeman, the slow start by Ronald Acuna, and the really poor offensive production you've gotten from second and third. And so I would say that overall, with the Braves' ability to score just enough runs to win consistently, I'd give their overall offensive grade a B. All right, so before we move to defense, I have a quick correction. Bill of the intern is actually being useful, and he let me know that Nick Markakis has played 15 games so far this season, not 10. Billy, that may be the most helpful thing you've ever done. Thank you. Moving over to the Braves' defense, this has been an area where there's been a very disappointing drop in uh, overall production. So, the Braves were eighth in baseball and runs defensive runs above average at um, four per game, and they were ranked eighth in baseball. And they have moved from eighth to 22nd with negative defensive runs above average at negative 3.8. They are down to 24th at ultimate zone rating, and even in an old traditional metric like fielding percentage, down to 20. And there could be a lot of reasons for this. Obviously, you lost a gold glove caliber second baseman in Ozzy Albies. But you replaced him with a very good fielder in Johan Camargo. Although I would argue that Albies has better range as a second baseman than Camargo does. I think Camargo is very, very good at third. But he uh, isn't able to really unleash that plus arm that he has as a second baseman. I think that's one of the things that gives him advantage at third. Also, you have to consider the necessity of playing a lot of Marcelo Zun in the outfield and a lot of Nick Markakis. And when those two play together you're losing a whole lot of range because Marquecas being 35, 36 years old doesn't run well. Ozuna does not cover a lot of ground. So even though they have good arms, that's a lot of 
space you're giving up when those two play in the outfield together. So I think some of those things could contribute to why the defense has dropped. But, you know, when when guys like Marcelo Zuna and Nick Marcakis are crushing the ball the way they are, you have to find ways to keep them in the lineup. And with Acuna being out for two weeks and Ender not being able to even hit his weight, you didn't really have a lot of options for who you could put in the outfield. So you're kind of forced to play Marcakis and Ozuna, and the result is you're not great on defense out there. And in addition to that, you've seen Austin Riley start to drop off defensively after being really, really good the first quarter of the year. He's started kicking the ball around. I think he's up to six errors in the year, which leads the team. So there's a lot of things to be concerned about defensively, and they haven't been terrible. But the concern is really just how precipitous the drop has been since early in the season when the Braves were a pretty solid defensive team. So they rate out as a C-minus defense overall, and that's an area that you would hope will get back to where it was early in the season as they progress into the second half of the season. Now on to the big topic, which is, of course, pitching. And the Braves have continued their trend of being really, really bad with their starting pitching and really good with their bullpen pitching. So just to give you their overall pitching statistics, they are 10th in major leagues in ERA at 4.16, 22nd in strikeouts, 15th in walks and hits per innings pitched, uh, 13th overall in batting average against, and 11th in walks allowed. So anybody that's watched the Braves game knows the starting pitching has been just absolutely god-awful. And they're... 21st in the major leagues in ERA at 5.01. They have the second highest walk rate at 4.51 walks per nine innings. They've pitched 127 point and 127 and a third innings, which is one third of an inning more than the bullpen has pitched all year. By any objective measure, the Braves starting pitching has been bad. Bottom third of the league. Um, grade them out at a D plus. And the only reason for the D plus and not a straight F is because Max Freed is balling. Uh, Freed's 5-0 with a 1.35 ERA, the best ERA in baseball. Uh, by baseball reference war, he's number one in pitching war. And according to the Fangraphs war formula, because there are the nerds that argue over which version of war to use. According to Fangraphs, he's number three in war in all baseball. He has a .95 whip, which is you know walks and hits per innings pitch, which is the number of base running he's allowing per inning. He's second in the NL on that, and he has not allowed a home run this year. So I don't know that anybody realizes this, but Max Fried is running away with the midseason Cy Young. I mean, if they were voting today, it'd be Max Fried in a walk. He's been that good. And he's the only reason you can't give the Braves an F in starting pitching. When you have basically the best pitcher in the National League on your squad, you can't be an F. But the fact that they're still a D with him being the starting pitching tells you just how bad it's been. And the biggest thing is the Braves can't get anybody to go more than four innings in a start. And so as good as the bullpen's been, as we're going to talk about in a second, even some of their numbers are starting to slip because they're just being so overused. If you're pitching six innings a game out of the bullpen or five innings a game out of the bullpen regularly, you're going to give up runs and your numbers are going to suffer. So as good as the Braves' bullpen has been and they've been super efficient, this is not a sustainable method of success. And Brian Snicker has even said as much. But when your starters come out and they walk five batters in four innings and throw 87 pitches to get, you know, 12 outs, you're not really faced with any other choice. So the Braves get a D-plus for the starting pitching, but the saving grace has been, again, the quality coming out of that bullpen. And it's crazy to realize that the Braves are currently only employing one starter out of their opening day rotation. The other four are all hurt or demoted. So... The fact that they are a first-place team 
second in the National League with starting pitching that is basically Max Fried and a bunch of spot starters is amazing. Now, we got some good news this week and seeing Ian Anderson come out and just dominate the Yankees lineup. And, man, if you can get a second starter that's just good enough to go, you know, five innings and not kill your team, the Braves really have something to build on moving forward. Now, as for the bullpen, which has been a strength of this team, their statistical ranks, they're third, uh, fifth in the majors in ERA at 3.32. That's a little bit of a drop from where they were early this year at 2.7. Number nine in pitching war. They were fifth earlier in the year. This is an interesting stat. They're number six in left on base percentage. They strand 77% of the runners that they inherit. They're sixth in fewest home runs per nine innings. And they have pitched the 11th most innings in baseball, one-third of an inning less than the starters at 127 and a third innings pitched. And they have the eighth lowest total of walks per nine innings. So essentially a snapshot of the Braves' bullpen. They're good at stranding runners. They don't walk many people, and they don't give up home runs. That's a pretty good formula for winning pitching, <laughs> whether it's starting or relief. And the Braves just have arms upon arms upon arms. But once they get to the back end, especially Shane Green, Melanson, those guys have been absolutely locking down the late innings. And I believe both of them gave up their first earned runs of the year just last week. So they have been completely dominant at the back end of the Braves bullpen, shoring up, which was easily the biggest weakness on the entire team last year. So even though there's been some slippage in the statistical rankings, when you look at the effectiveness of the bullpen and keeping the Braves in games, you still can't give them any worse than a B plus because the bullpen is always able to either come save us from terrible starts or keep us in games we're behind. And that's really all you can ask. So I'm giving the Braves bullpen a grade of B plus, the same grade I gave them earlier this year, which brings our overall pitching grade to a C. In summary, the Braves are a below average team in terms of starting pitching. They have one ace and a bunch of bleh <laughs> and a good but not great bullpen that has been effective but not necessarily lockdown. So when you're doing an overall assessment of the team, it's just kind of the same thing we said at the quarter point, that the lineup has been good. Their Braves are able to produce runs, it seems like, no matter who's in there. The bullpen has been good, a big improvement over last year. But the not-so-good has been the starting pitching, which has just been I mean, just atrocious. And the Braves literally are just bringing guys up saying, hey, it's your turn. See if you can go not get us killed. Oh, you, you got killed. Okay, hey, this guy, it's your turn. <laughs> and... It's to the point where they're probably starting to run out of prospects. And that's why it was so encouraging to see Ian Anderson, who is this blue-chip prospect, the top three pick back in 2016. We've heard about him forever to come up and dominate a very, very good Yankees lineup and just give us that little glimmer of hope that we can get someone to match with Max Freed as a second really, really good starter. Because we all know that if you want to have playoff success, which is what is really the goal for this team, you need a second dominant starter. And it's way too early to know if Ian Anderson's going to be that. But, man, the way he looked, his command over that changeup especially against that Yankees lineup, it gave you hope. And so starting pitching hasn't been good, but there's at least hope that maybe we can get it to being competent. And the fielding has definitely taken a significant drop-off. But it'll be interesting to see if that changes once the Braves have their full complement of players. I think the biggest concern other than the starting pitching has probably been just how bad the offense has been at third base and second base. And you got to believe that a healthy Aussie Albies is going to do better than hit 159. I mean, he's dealing with a wrist injury that we don't know how much it affected his swing, but you got to believe that had to be part of why he was not playing well, especially as long as he's been out. 
if he returns anywhere near his regular offensive production, we have nothing to worry about there. And if Austin Riley and, and Johan Camargo, if one of them can just decide to hit 240 even and give us a little bit of pop and some timely hitting, you're going to be fine at third base as long as they are able to play good defense. So I think overall my grade at the midpoint of the season for the Braves would be a B-. This is a first-place team. They are a flawed team, but what team in the majors isn't, except for you know maybe the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I really do think that the Braves are a team that's built to be successful because if they get any kind of decent starting pitching, they're going to score runs and they're going to hold leads. So halfway through the season, the Braves are in good shape. Uh, there's reason to be optimistic. And it'll be interesting to see if the Braves have any more pieces, specifically a competent starter, <laughs> that will allow them to maybe compete with the Dodgers. Because ultimately, that's really what you're talking about for the Braves. Can we compete with and beat the Los Angeles Dodgers? So that's our Braves midseason report card. I'm your host, Dave Bethay. That's it for this show. Thank you for listening. <laughs>